Now, our artist of the week, you've requested, you've asked, you've loved, and you know, you have asked for her so, so, so many times, and she doesn't need an introduction because she's just Cara Frew, you know? That just sounds like artist if you hear it. And you know her from this, this one, and this one. Also this one. And definitely. Definitely. Also a newer one. And the one that we're going to talk about tonight. The one part of our SA Top 10. Cara through our Artist of the Week. I'm so excited to have you as my Artist of the Week tonight. Your song has been requested, songs, all of them, has been requested so many times. And every week we have a, an artist that we put in the spotlight. And tonight that's you. And it's very exciting. Cara Fru, that just kind of screams artist. Like I have your press release in front of me and it's so impressive. But it's not every day that I have the opportunity to ask you myself, like I can go onto Google, like you, I don't know if you've Googled yourself, but there's a lot on Google about you. And it's so easy to find out everything that I want to know. But I want to ask you, not face to face, but semi face to face, like where did the music thing start for you? How did your journey start? Yeah, so it's been quite a long journey for me. Ever since I was a little girl, I remember being about seven years old and I just wanted to be a pop star. I don't know Mm. if it was because I looked at people like Madonna and, um, and Britney Spears actually at that time. And I just watched them on TV and they just looked larger than life. Like they were having the Mm -hmm. best time ever. (laughs) And they were so passionate and, and, you know, full of expression and emotion. And I thought, that's just like who I am. I'm like this little drama queen girl, you know, I loved my drama and um, I just was like always just like such a passionate person. My mom said from a very, very young age. So since, yeah, since that, that, that early on, really, I asked my mom if she could give me some singing lessons, like Mm. find a place where I could do some singing lessons. Um, And it wasn't until I was about 10 years old where we found somewhere that she thought was suitable because she also didn't want me to go to a very um, high pressured environment and then have something that I loved so much turn into something that I didn't really like because there was too much Mm. perhaps pressure or um, criticism coming from Mm. the teacher. And so I went into a very nurturing environment and um, absolutely loved it. And yeah, sang throughout my school career, really. I was in the junior choir and the senior choir. And I just, yeah, always loved English. And so I used to write little poems. And early on, I started songwriting. And so it's just always really been a passion for me. Mm -hmm. I think it was some, like an outlet where I could be very creative, um, be expressive you know, full of expression and emotion and just feel like it was a safe space for, for some reason. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes be a little bit over the top and, and not be judged on it. You know, it was like a really cool place to be. You could almost become someone else for a little while while you get on stage and sing that song, you know, that Amy yeah. Winehouse song. <laughs> it allows you to be a little bit extra. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, if you meet me in person, I'm completely the opposite. So it's like a completely um, different character that that I do when I go on stage and I have to be confident. And maybe mm. that's also why I chose singing subconsciously because I am quite a um, in a lot of areas of my life, I'm a very strong person, and of course, I'm you know I have a lot of expression and, and emotion, mm. but I control it a lot, you know. So I'm I'm not that loud one at the party, or mm. um, you know, introducing myself to people, or I will engage with you, of course, and I'm like very open and um, in terms of that connection, but I'm very like laid back and low key. So I think I. I almost needed to find something that would push me out of my comfort zone where mm. I sort of had to get on stage and I had to deliver and I had to just like overcome nerves and I have mm. had to overcome my fears of other people watching you and like all these eyes on you and, and judging and that sort of thing and just being comfortable with yourself. And mm. I think maybe self, subconsciously that was also a way to yeah, become self-confident. I love that. I always say, I always say that like the comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever really grows there. So you need something to get you out of that. Um, and I think that's, that's music for you. Music is like your way of just putting yourself out there. And like you said, allowing yourself to be a little bit extra every now and then, where would you say did it turn out to be professional for you? Something that you can call a job? Yeah. So it was, perhaps about six or seven years ago. And I was still, I was um, after school, I wanted to just become a better artist, become a better mm. singer, a better songwriter. So I moved to Los Angeles and I went to the songwriting school of Los Angeles and I connected with a lot of producers and other songwriters and got into studio sessions. And I think that's where I sort of got a little bit more confident. And when I went to ADE, which is Amsterdam dance event, I sort of put my, I decided to, you know, I, I was with a friend of mine who's also in the music industry and I just decided to go there with a the mindset of putting myself out there. I would, you know, mm -hmm. go and introduce myself to the other producers and DJs and say, hi, I'm a songwriter. I'm from <laughs> South Africa. If you're ever looking for a top line or um, a songwriter, just let me know, you know, and, and I think that's sort of when I, you know, went from hopeful to 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 mm. making a career out of it because I connected with Black Coffee and a couple of months later we did write a song together and have that produced. Mm. And then from then, you know, that gave me a lot of respect in the industry. And then a lot more people started reaching out and I collaborated a lot more and I got into a lot more writing sessions. And then from there, the, the business really, the business side of things grew. But before then, it was really just a passion. And actually, I even speak to Black Coffee today when I say, you know, when I came up to you that day, I pretty much had no clue. You know, <laughs> but I was, I mean, I'd been singing and songwriting forever, right? Mm. But I had, had never really proven it. I'd never released anything. So mm. I, I, I didn't really know whether I was good or not. You know, the people I was working with and stuff would be complimentary and I would do cool things that I thought were cool, but I was not an expert by any means. So mm. he gave me that opportunity and that chance and also confidence because I was like, wow, I literally collaborated with one of our, our biggest exports and now I can, I can do the same worldwide. You know, I, I can do this. I want to be signed to a major and I want to sing on some of the biggest stages in the world. And these mm. are my goals and I can actually do it. So that gave me even more confidence, which was quite cool. 
I think that's what what makes your music so relatable is the fact that it was born out of a place of passion and it wasn't forced. It's like really it's you and it's what you want to do. It's what you want to say. And that's exactly what we experienced with a track called Weightless. Now, it's currently on our SA Top 10 and you released this magical music video for it in August. I want to know the story behind the song. How did you write it? How did you get the idea for the music video? Just tell me all about that. Yes. So I was living in Los Angeles at the time, actually. And um, so this was born quite a few years ago, but I wanted to create something that was really still in a pop vein, but really magical. And I was in love with Lana Del Rey and Amy Winehouse at that time. And Mm -hmm. I still am, of course, but specifically then. And so I reached out to a few friends in the industry just to see who I could collaborate with, who had perhaps worked with them before or who had, um, who were very good in that sort of style and genre in the more like laid back, but jazzy feel, but still pop. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I was connected with a, a guy called Stefan Scarbeck, and he actually worked with Amy Winehouse pretty much up until her, her end. I mean, he oh, was wow. pretty, yeah, um, <laughs> he was quite um, involved in pretty much all her songwriting, which was amazing to be able to work with him. And then Lana Del Rey's composer who pretty much composed most of her Born to Die album, a guy called Daniel Heath, was keen to do some tracks. And mm-hmm. so this team was just like my dream team. And I just wanted like a mix of like poppy, pop, like gritty pop vocals with mm-hmm. down tempo melodies, but like effortless instrumental bass, you know, that mm-hmm. is that like gives you that sort of soaring, whimsical feeling. And I thought that, wow. Daniel can definitely do that production wise. And then Stefan just had such a cool way of writing, you know, it's like super simple, which was quite a breath of fresh air because I think people try to complicate things so much. And I was like overthinking lyrics and Stefan just said, just take a step back. We can revisit this tomorrow, but Mm -hmm. write down your first, second and third thoughts. Normally, those are the best because they come naturally and they come from what you want to Mm -hmm. say like within you. And they're the most relatable and the most raw and the most just like you. And if this music is your passion project and it's something that you love and it needs to represent you, that's what we need to focus on. So that was really cool advice from him. And, um, yeah, so so we finished up those tracks in Los Angeles. And then I always, of course, I'm South African, so I wanted to bring it home in some way. So mm. I collaborated with um, a local, very, very good friend of mine, um, great, actually, producer, video art director. And, um, yeah, he his name is Chris um, Hillier, and he literally is just so cool, also super simple, laid back, and just it was perfect we were in the newlands forest in cape town and we just this specifically for weightless and we decided just to try and create this i don't know little again like whimsical magical Mm -hmm. almost frosty you know how those cape tonian mornings can be quite chilly but I i wanted to ask you how did you not get so cold yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was so freezing because in that water, it, although it wasn't winter at that stage, it wasn't summer either. And those waters, those streams are so freezing. Mm. I thought, I mean, I was I was just going to freeze into an icicle. So it was just so, <laughs> so cold. We did that performance shot about four times and then I actually couldn't move my mouth so I was like no this is not gonna work anymore I hope we have it and and we did thank goodness but it it was yeah it was super super cool 
And Dive, that's you you mentioned something that Dive is produced by the same person. Also a new song for you. Um what what's the story behind that song? We want to push it, we want to punt it, but I want a little backstory before I do that. Thank you, Lindy. Yeah, definitely. So Dive was also produced by Daniel Heath, and then I co-wrote it with Stefan Scarbeck. And so it was just I wanted a continuation of Weightless. Weightless is, you know, like your three-beat tempo, a little bit alternative, and your dive. I just wanted like a cool, laid-back ballad, but something that was still poppy and again like whimsical and almost um sinkable to to mm. movies and actually forgot to say but weightless was synced to pretty the the abc hit series usa hit series um pretty little lies which was really cool that's actually a, another question that i wanted to ask you i wanted to ask you like i always tell people to celebrate like the small victories in life as well not just the major moments but oh my word how cool is that how did that feel how did that happen pretty little lies that's so cool yeah, so it was very strange, to be honest, because I got contacted by the music director at that stage on Facebook, and I thought it was a scam. And so I did, it took like a few weeks to reply, to be honest. And then she emailed me and she said, hi, you know, we need to wrap up the season. We'd like it for episode, I think it was nine or something. And she said, it is our last season. And I, I you know, this is the song we'd like to sync and you know what are, what would you like the, the 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 deal terms to be and at that stage I thought okay no this can't be a hoax because she's mm. contacted me twice and so I then called Dan and Daniel Heath and I said you know this um woman has um, connected with me and I just want to know whether this is something you would like to do um and if you think it's legitimate and she's and he said actually yes my publishing company um has also contacted me and apparently it was actually through his publishing company that she heard the song he's with a very big publishing company and so from that she obviously needed to connect with all the writers and um the producer to make sure that all the rights were cleared and so she didn't know my direct contact because they hadn't mm. the publishing company hadn't contacted dan yet and so that's why we went through a quite informal route but um yeah that's really how it happened it was through the publishing company but for me through facebook which was crazy that is crazy i have not met anyone who doesn't love pretty little liars so having your song sing, that's insane. Congratulations. Well done. That is really something huge, something to be proud of. Okay, totally not related to music, but apart from singing, you're also really passionate about horses. That's why we're not doing a video right now, because you said you're going to be busy with them. Do you practice it as a sport? What is the, what's the story behind that? Yes, yeah, so I take my show jumping very, very seriously. I've actually um, represented South Africa at the World Games three times. Oh, wow. And my next goal is the Olympics in 2024. So I'm very, <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty passionate about it and very serious about it. Yeah, so we're based in Europe um, and we are pretty much do competitions at least two to three times a month. And that's why London is a great base because I can mm. study during the week and on the weekends I can go and, and fly directly into where the competitions are and, um, yeah, compete. So this is a big goal of mine. I will finish my honors next May and mm. then it will be my full-time, um, full-time, I guess. That's crazy. So it's just singing. It's just studying. It's just doing the horses, everything. What can't you do? No, so oh my gosh, thanks. That's very kind of you, but a lot. I just think I know I sound <laughs> like I'm doing a lot and I'm all over the place, but actually I have my three passions and it's very simple and it's very focused and it's my show jumping, singing, and mm -hmm. my psychology. And Aww. my psych and my show jumping 
actually go hand in hand because I want to be a counselor and a sports psych. Oh, wow. Yeah, and going to like DNA mapping and use like behavioral change and dietary change to enhance, like for instance, if you need to be high in serotonin and low in dopamine, mm. dopamine or regulated, you use these behavioral changes and dietary changes to enhance or regulate or um, decrease to, to make sure that you are yeah, managing your stress correctly and just enhancing your performance. So that's what I ultimately want to do. You are so amazing, honestly. Like just all of the things, doing all of the things, that's all I can say. Okay, before I love and leave you and send you off to go and be with your horses, I'm assuming you missed them while you weren't in London now. Let's do six burning questions. You're not allowed to think about them. I just want the first answer that comes to mind. And with that being said, your favorite artist of all times. Amy Winehouse. Winter or summer? Summer. Last song you listened to? Oh my gosh. Don't check your phone. Don't check your phone. Try and think. Okay, what? Wait, when did I listen to my last one? <laughs> I can't remember which one it is. I was listening to a whole playlist. This is so tough. Um, I actually, to be honest, think it was, I don't know if this is so accurate because I can't remember exactly, but it was actually one of my own songs because I'm working towards a new release. So it was Ooh. never going to, um, yeah. So it's called Rise. I renamed it and it's coming up in a month. Oh, self-love is the best love. If if that helps, because I could tell you exactly which on my playlist, <laughs> but that was yesterday morning and I can't remember that. No, that's fine. We can we can leave it at that. I'm going to ask you about the new song right now. If you could have one last meal, your last meal, what would that be? Uh, so I'm vegan. So I love mm -hmm. <laughs> zucchini squash pasta with some broccoli Ooh. and some carrots and some vegan cheese and some vegan bolognese. Ooh. Yeah. Like I like how you're not just choosing one dish. You're just going for all of them. You like to eat. Delicious vegan pasta dish. Exactly. Ce celebrity crush. Oh, wow. This is a tough one. Brad Pitt. Ooh. Ooh, I totally agree. Okay, last one. What's your party trick? I can do a backward bend walkover. Oh, wow. But you're so tall. Doesn't that hurt? <laughs> no, I was a gymnast when I was young. You know, you never lose your flexibility if you practice it. Uh, you see, you can literally do anything. Gymnasts, everything, horses, I don't even know anymore. What's next for you? What can we expect? Yes, so I'm working on my next release. It's a song called Rise. It's really, really super close to me. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's It's been one of my favorites. I actually wrote it about a year ago, um, got it recorded and everything, but I just haven't had the the time to be able to completely focus on it mm -hmm. in terms of um, completing it um, lyrically and harmonically and um, just thinking about like visually what, how I wanted it to be represented. It's, it's something that, um, yeah, like represents a story of hope and facing your fears and, and reaching for your dreams and sort of like never giving up. And the fact that we will all like what goes down must come up again and we'll rise, rise together. So it's mm -hmm. like quite a, quite an emotional song and that's why I think it took so long for me to actually 
get it released because mm. I wanted to be a hundred percent happy with it and and really for it to represent me one hundred percent so that I could be proud of the song for for years to come and so I'm really really excited about this and it comes out should be on the fourteenth of October but I think we're gonna push it out a month because I just received the music video final edit today and Ooh. so we're gonna give it a little bit more lead up time. That's so exciting. Where can people find you on social media, on platforms? Where can they listen to you? Just quickly drop all your details. Yes. So you can listen to me on your favorite streaming platform from Apple Music to Spotify, Deezer, Jukes. I mean, honestly, anything, music time, whatever you prefer. And my name is Cara Fru, C-A-R-A-F-R-E-W. And I'm also Cara Fru on Instagram. My website is carafru.com. Facebook page is Cara Fru. Everything is Cara Fru. So yeah, please connect with me. Um, would love to connect. And I always reply to messages and mm. I just love to hear your thoughts. And um, yeah, I just love to connect with people. So please do reach out. There you have it, Cara Fru, our local artist of the week. You requested, you liked, you listened. And Cara, thank you so much for making time in your extremely busy schedule, you know, jet setting, doing the music, doing the horses, doing the studying, just everything. We wish you nothing but the best. And please, if you ever release new music like you are going to, we can't wait to hear it. Just send it to us. You have our details and we will support you as far as you go going forward. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And like I said, you know, South Africa is my home. So to be supported by locally so much like mm. I am, it's just like a dream, honestly. So thank you so, so much, Lenny. Thank you for reaching out. And I love chatting to you. And yeah, I can't wait to share my new music with you. There you have it, Carl Fruit. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And then we'll talk again soon.